Oh yeah, here we go, guys. Thanks for joining us on the first, the only, the last 40-second episode of High Drive. We got Renee Dombly on this episode, and that's really cool. Tell you why. Number one, she's a beast. All right, so she's uh, she won all three events at the Apex International this year. She's podiumed or won first place so many times in so many different events. So, you know, just one of the brightest shining stars in our sport, especially especially competitively. Um, and she's really coming into her own, it seems like, just training more. So it's great to, to have another girl on the podcast. We have some people shout out that we have too many dudes. And uh, we're hopefully fixing some of that, getting a little more diversity of guests here. Um and that's huge for the podcast. We want to expand out even beyond, son. We want to go, you know, we're doing that local scene. Boom, maybe get regional soon. Maybe get multi, maybe get intrastate, you know, and then intercontinental. And then fucking foreign affairs, baby. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Thank you guys for being a part of it because we are growing steadily here and we need we need to grow. We need to grow. You know, we got to keep this thing going. We got to chug along. So thank you guys for listening. That's huge. That's number one. That's step one. If you guys want to write them reviews, all you, and also it's a, there's a half step between there. There's listening. There's a subscription. Yeah, you subscribe if you're a, a true height drop listener. And then you go up to the, the five-star review which a lot of you guys have done. I really appreciate that. That's huge. Then there's people that are going full balls deep on the support. Patreon subscribers, big shout out to those guys. Much love and girls. Uh, that That's really the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow um, because we can get some some more equipment and you know, you know, just listening and spreading the word is huge too. I know that uh, I don't do this too often, but I think it's important to just remind you guys that without you, this doesn't mean shit. And uh, without growing it as well. Um, we can't do the big things we want to. So I hope we can, um, you know, I'll work on, on this together and please give me guys your feedback. I really appreciate it. it. Helps me just try to make things better. And that's all we're trying to do here is provide you guys with the content you need and also do the, the best things that we can do with, uh, with the platform. So much love for the support so far. And then, uh, let's keep it going. Let's keep it popping. Let's keep it dropping. Um, what can I say here? What else? Uh, you know, Renee is our guest. Uh, she, she's a longtime friend as well. She's like in the local Colorado community. She's been traveling. She's going to do some more traveling. Uh, we talked about uh, a lot of the things that you guys might expect, you know, asking a parkour champion and a current just beast athlete in the sport. You can get some of her perspective, especially coming from that female perspective, which is a little bit rarer in our sport still. And Let's see. That's pretty much it, gang. You know, that's really all I got to say. I got this big bowl of spaghetti I'm about to eat. I'm going to chow down. And uh, I'll let uh, Renee do the rest. And you guys can find all the links and stuff in the description if you want to keep in touch or follow her or with me. So we'll see you guys on uh, on next week's episode. Catch ya. Peace. Do you live stream this? One day. One day? No, not right now, though. But right now you, like, edit it from the... I don't edit it. Um, what about the these cameras? I upload the raw files I drag them into Premiere I sync the audio that we record here okay and it goes out all right like okay. if if something happens 
Like, I don't know what would happen, but if, if like, if you, if, no one's really ever asked me to edit anything out and uh-huh. I like try to just keep it raw as, as real as possible. Yeah. Okay. Because so, that's what the people want. That's what the people, they want. And genuine. also I don't want to edit things. Like <laughs> that sucks. Like the fact that I added video already pisses me off <laughs> because I'm like, it's way more effort than it's like, than I really want it to be already. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's much just, work. It's not even hard to edit because all I do is drop the clip in and sync it and then mm-hmm. hit export. But because it's it's an hour to an hour and a half to two hours long video file, yeah. to get it off my phone takes a little bit of time. To mm-hmm. get it onto my computer takes a little bit of time. To take to render it takes a lot of time. Mm-hmm. To export it takes even more time. Yeah. It's just a nightmare. You know how it goes. Yeah. You yeah. edit your own videos? I I that's why I don't have much like many videos. Oh yeah. I, I don't edit. <laughs> It's a I might add music. I and, like, like editing and I don't want to edit. <laughs> yeah. Dang, yeah. No, I'll, I'll ask other friends to do it for me for sure. Yeah, I mean, Jay Siley will do it. Jay Siley, yeah, he will. Yeah, he'll Jay make Siley. a sick and edit as well. He's <laughs> making a sick edit too yes. when he's doing it. Shout out Jay Siley. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate you coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, where's my coffee? Is it back here? Yeah, it's around the corner. This is the this is the ghetto high drop studios <laughs> where the coffee table has to be used as a tripod assistance. So you don't even get to use your coffee table. Here. <laughs> and the heat's not on. Yeah, it's cold. And I have to like move the lights around like a freaking foul bachelor. So. <laughs> so what I'm saying here is we need your guys' support. Please help us. Please, please. Please help us grow so I can afford better production. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, and uh. You said you were just coming back from LA. You're working on a job, right? I mean, what's going yeah. on in your life? I don't know what else. What's important to you that's going on here? What's important? Oh, gosh. I'm trying to travel right now. And um, yeah, I just got back in from LA. I was out there for a weekend um, doing a fitness test for a potential gig. Um, they just wanted to make sure that we had a uh, you know, personality and the right fitness for it. I can't give too many details, but essentially... I had the fitness, but not the personality. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, is that what they said? Yeah, well, they didn't. Uh, In I'm so like, many words, it's you kind of know based on like numbers and scores from the tests, and then they I do a fifteen minute interview with you as well, and you just kind of know at the end of the interview, like, yep, I know what they're looking for, and I was not that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh man, yeah. well, what were they looking for that you aren't? They're looking for this like overconfident, energetic, bubbly person. And I try, I don't know if I, I tried, I really did try, but I just, I can't, I can't do the fake bubbliness, especially when I'm not in a a scenario where I need to be like that. So it's like anything like this, I'm like, okay, calm, collective, save your energy. And they wanted me to brag about myself and really talk myself up and I couldn't do it. It's tough, right? That's tough. I don't know. Like, it's weird to be in that setting. We were talking about, I mean, seconds ago, but it's just like they have this narrative that they want to impose on you. I mean, they're trying to sell product, right? Yeah, exactly. If you are trying to be that person, I guess that's the professional being that job. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. It just feels inauthentic. I don't know how to be that way. Yeah. If unless I actually feel that way. Yeah. Inauthentic is a great word for it. Yeah. It's just like I, I can't not be myself. And I'm not an actor. I'm an athlete. So yeah, obviously it find someone else for this job because I'm not going to have fun doing it anyways. Yeah. Hey, nice. Yeah. (laughs) Fuck them. They don't, they don't know it. First of all, you're missing out. 
job people. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, I'm sure that, you know, whatever. It's it's what they, they got to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's all that's what, That's what's tough about the commercial industry. Have mm-hmm. you done a lot of work like that? I've done a few live performances on one commercial shoot. And I think I enjoyed that a lot more. Um, definitely live performances are really fun because you get immediate reaction from your audience and it's really fun to choreograph with your teammates. It's, it's good. I like it a lot more. Were you on that Salt Lake City job? Yeah, I was. There was so many of us, I forget who was all there. Yeah. I'm like, you had to have been there. <laughs> yeah, I was because you needed two women and yeah. it's like Erica and, uh, uh, Renee. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Renee's here. Let's do Renee. <laughs> hey, that was a really fun job. That yeah, was that basically was the last fun. job I had. Really? Yeah, no pretty much. Oh man, there's a lot, there's a lot fewer women, so maybe there's more available there. But for parkour dudes, just another medium <laughs> white parkour dude. <laughs> medium white. Medium white. Or, you know, that's that's what I look like at least. So uh, I do not meet I do not meet the personality or the like other categories potentially. Yeah, and not even oh, the athletic things. Now my oh, knee's kind of bummed oh, out. Yeah, but your poor knee. That's all good. Half meniscus knee. <laughs> What can you do? Poor, poor Brandon. <laughs> but like genuinely, uh, is that is that something like that you? What well, what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel like you get more opportunities, or you know, because or is it just as much a hard battle because obviously you're in this male dominated atmosphere? So, like, what are the pros and cons? I guess like, what do you feel like you're? What drew you into parkour? And I mean, now I asked like seventeen different questions. Yeah, let's lot. start with like. <laughs> Let's start with, uh, I guess what I started with, which is just what is like the, how do you feel about being in this atmosphere where it's mostly men seems like don't like practicing parkour Mm -hmm. and being a female in the sport. Mm -hmm. Oh man. Um, Because people are dying to know. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I was definitely, um, I started young. I started when I was 14 ish, 14 ish, Mm. roughly. I just gotten out of uh, soccer or football for European people. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always been athletic, so my brothers had found parkour first, and I was drawn to it because they fell in love with it as well. And I would go to open gym, kind of play around, and the coaches would come over and encourage me. And so, just the positive environment was really nice. And I was the only female in my classes, and then um, so I quit actually because I wanted to go back to soccer for a while there. And I like didn't know what I wanted. Was it because of the the being the only girl or no, is it I because of... I've been doing soccer since I was three. Okay. So I think it was more of like, a, oh, there's this new thing I'm not sure about. And then there's this old thing I'm comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So I went back to that um, sport that just like felt more natural, I guess. And mm-hmm. then I ran into one of the coaches and they were like, oh, like, we miss you. Where are you? Like would love to have you back in class and that that one comment just felt it was a really warm comment mm. um and it felt just very inviting so I said that I would I would go back and take another class and around that time my team for soccer had officially split up so I was like I was kind of like lost and wandering and mm. I found this like a different community that was welcoming me in welcoming me in um so and then I found Erica e. yeah so Make friends quickly. <laughs> right away when I found her, I was like, oh my gosh, like, do you want to be parkour sisters? Do you want to be best friends? And she was like, yeah, oh my gosh, of course. Yes, let's train together all the time. And it was great because both of us were just immediately like, oh my, we found someone. And so that bond right there was just nice. And that 
kept me in. Mm-hmm. And she was the person who made me do my first parkour speed comp as well. And I was like this scared little 15 year old, just like, uh, uh, I've only been training for like a year, what do I do? And she's like, just go, just just go. We just, <laughs> we need another person besides me to go run this. I was like, okay. And um, that really just kind of like started it and everything. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so are you aware of like, does, are there, do you, are there any like uh, pros and cons that you feel like, because you are maybe more likely to get offered jobs is like the perception at least if you, cause you're, there's just uniqueness to being a parkour athlete because, or a female parkour athlete, because there are fewer of them, but because there are fewer of them, it's harder to, like you said, you had, to, you found Erica and it was like this, like amazing moment where you had mm-hmm. this huge connection because you're like oh finally someone else like me yeah is that like how does that how do you experience that and is it do you feel like it's going in any direction or is it oh, or would man. you like it to i mean i've definitely been lucky being um it being just me and erica in a sense of like getting jobs and opportunities mm-hmm. um and obviously there's more women now like way more women but um at, in the beginning it was mostly just us too and um, opened up a lot of doors for sure, uh, especially with coaching. And I became a coach when I was 16 and being the only, one of the only female coaches was just like, people saw that. And I think that brought in more like female students, but I didn't really notice it until people started talking about it. Mm. So it, it wasn't really a big deal. I didn't really notice that like, oh, I got this thing because I'm a woman until people started making comments. And then mm especially a lot of people would come up to me and be like, oh, I think you're the best girl in the gym. Like you're, you're, you're better than Erica. And, or like, by the way, like Erica's your training partner, but also she's your competition. And I didn't really think about that until people started saying it. And I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm sorry for bringing it up because no, no maybe I'm part of the problem here, but I'm just <laughs> like, I think it's, there's a lot of challenges that come with entering a domain like that. You know, and like every one of us did that in some way. Like mm-hmm. you said, like you felt lost a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's what drew almost everyone in for the first few generations. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, I just don't know what. Here's like this yeah. really welcoming community. I can be a part of it. Like everyone seems to want to be yeah. friends and help me here. Yeah, it's unique. It's it's new or it was new. <laughs> um, open-minded. It's the type of thought process is just very creative with the movement. And I think because of that difference from traditional sports. Yeah, a lot of people who are active and didn't really know where to go found it, found parkour. And then what's kept you in and like what's made you, I mean, you're championship performer now, like you're winning like every event or podiuming in every event, it seems back to back. I I don't know your whole accolade history here, but I know it's impressive. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a rough road, but uh I kept in because I think coaching uh definitely mm. roped me in for sure. I I quit varsity track and field to continue coaching so I could coach more and um then I went to uni and I stopped completely. <laughs> so Why is that? Yeah, that was like 2014 to like uh, 2017, 2018-ish. So it was like that four-year time span. I think I trained like three months a year or something like that. And I was rock climbing. And then I played rugby briefly. (laughs) Got a concussion, stopped. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, Yeah, nobody likes those. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I did too much. (laughs) But um, yeah, there's um, 
you learn quickly that if it's your passion, you'll get back into it. And I definitely would train by myself um, as much as I could, but I was too busy um, with school and work and things and found rock climbing instead because there's that community in Durango, Colorado. And um, so it was good cross training for sure, but um, definitely stopped there for a while. And But whenever I came back to Denver to visit or anything, I was just like, oh man, I miss this. Like I miss all my friends. I miss moving with people. Mm-hmm. Like just a simple jump or a combo line is just, it just, oh no, it, it just feels good, especially when you're with friends. 100%. Yeah, it's what what you said it was kind of a rough road. Like, do you, can you describe like one of those challenges or what was rough? I guess like motivation or um, I mean, yeah, yeah, to continue I training. I I was thinking about dropping out of school because I like obviously like you're in college and new people, new place. And you have to deal with that adaptation. And it was just kind of um, rough for a bit there. Went down a dark road. But um, I definitely noticed that like just staying with movement, as cliche as this is, kept me grounded. And whenever I wasn't like down, I was like, okay, I wish I was in Denver with like parkour people or training. I just like the friends I've built here in this community are just like, I've known them for years now. And it's hard to, hard to leave that. Mm. Um, so what is uh, the plan for the future now? That's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> if there is one. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, you're young. You're world's your oyster. <laughs> do whatever you want. But Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, so I'm currently working as a fitness instructor for uh, just general fitness for adults um, at a gym called F45. And then I'm working part-time as a parkour coach as well. So I think I want to continue coaching for sure in the future. I just love it. I love helping people grow and I love seeing um, people reach their potential as well. It's just like... If you want to see me get overly excited about something, it's when one of my students breaks a jump or something. It's just like, oh, yes, oh that's, my god, <laughs> that's when they got to come in with the bubbly personality yeah, exactly. commercial. That's test. when you'll see it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it right now, just thinking yeah. about it. Yeah, it's like so good. Okay. Yeah, but um, I I want to travel as much as possible. I, I'm going to Air Whip uh, this year, and I've not properly prepared for it, but uh, I'll be there and. Uh, I'll be doing a month uh, kind of road trip uh, that northern part of Europe with Sweden, Denmark, Germany, and um, trying to meet up with as many people as possible and just like travel to communities, meet people, train, you know, classic. I feel like it's a classic parkour person thing, but it's I mean, what I want to I think do. it's not even, I think it's a classic person thing. Yeah. Like yeah. who doesn't want to go travel around and meet a bunch of people and have yeah. a good time? Exactly. That's true. Like, yeah. We don't necessarily get to own that. That's not ours. <laughs> People like that shit regardless. Yeah, I guess I'm saying that because all my friends are... But they're yeah. going to be parkour people for sure. Yeah. I mean, but I think like, and Max Henry said it, you know, and um, in, in so many words, like that's what parkour community has provided for so many people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's just like this avenue for, oh, I can go here now and spend time with people that I know are more or less like me. Like you find your people. You're like, oh, yeah. these are my people. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't care about sleeping on the couch or on the floor. I just want to go out and see the world. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, definitely what I want to do. And uh, yeah, just like every other millennial ever. <laughs> but it's like I'd rather spend like a thousand dollars on a plane ticket than have to pay rent another month. I don't know. It's just like I'd rather have experiences than a paycheck. So it's, I don't know. That's, it's huge. Yeah, that's huge. That's like something that. Is shifting. It feels like yeah, we're yeah. like as a whole. I mean, the younger generations like 
that is the shift. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, we're going to go away from materialism <laughs> and go towards like experience and, yeah. you know, gaining well, I don't know what you would call that, but just experiences. Mm -hmm. We're d driven by different motivations now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just just living life. Is that something that you like picked up on early, or is that something that you discovered? I think I when I'm, when I was at uni, I think that's what I discovered. It's just like I hate being trapped. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be able to get out and take opportunities when they come. And when you're in a place and your professor doesn't understand or a parent or a friend doesn't understand. It's just kind of like, oh man, like how, how do you not want to leave at least like for a <laughs> week? Like, how do you want to stay with this? It's like so redundant. Like, how, I don't know. It's just like boring. I need the spontaneity sometimes. I mean, I like comfort, but I like also leaving. <laughs> yeah. No, you get, get, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. You know, it's weird, right? I mean, uh, I think that Maybe that's part of what people drawn into parkour is. Maybe it is something unique to people that are drawn into any kind of discipline like it. But mm -hmm. there is this sense of disillusionment with like what everyone else is doing and what you feel like is what you should be doing or what yeah. you think is right. Yeah. Or and what I you've felt been the taught. same way. You're just yeah. like, wait, everyone just goes to get jobs. The fuck? <laughs> that's yeah. no, like, no, I don't want that. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but still. <laughs> and it's just so forced down your I mean, it's tradition. It's very, very strange. I don't yeah. know like w how that changes the structure of society. If everyone starts flipping that out though and turning it on its head. Yeah. Because this is something that I've like, when I got my first job, I was like, this is what jobs are. <laughs> the fuck is everyone talking about? Why was, why do we want these? Yeah. Who wants this? And when yeah. people, you know, politicians will talk about like, we're creating jobs. I'm like, Ooh, mm. like who wants jobs? <laughs> jobs suck. You know, like when you think of a job, obviously some people really like their work and mm. they like yeah. their career and they, there's things that they can do. But the the way that it's shifted, it feels like it's just so I mean, I think the numbers are that we have like less leisure time than almost any other society since feudal times or uh, something. And it's like, yeah. why? Why are we doing this to ourselves? We're, we're we've gotten so far away from humanity in some regards, I guess. And that is yeah. what it feels like to me. And I've just. I feel like more and more people are shifting out of that now. And it's, it's a, it comes from a place of, of privilege for sure to say that it's a, you know, like even be able to think about this There's a sound. I don't know if it's going to be picked up though. So we're good. Um, <laughs> I don't know if anyone, you know, if you're coming from really dire circumstances, your dream might be able to just come out of that circumstance and out into a, a, into a place where you can support a family without mm -hmm. like, you know, without danger or without fear of losing, you know, where your next meal is going to come from and all these like more base instincts. Mm -hmm. But ultimately I feel like we all still don't want to live to work. Yeah. We yeah. want to work to live. Yes. Does that make sense? Like yeah, you want to live sense, yeah. life, you know, like, I don't, yeah. and it's, it's so focused around the, um, in America, it feels this way, at least. It's so focused around work and mm -hmm. and even in just industrialized nations. I mean, you've traveled a lot. Like, what do you what have you learned from going, going to these other countries? Oh, man. <laughs> this is a tough question. Um, or have you found, like, a place that, like, you really resonated with? I actually, I've been to Frankfurt, Germany a few times now, and I've really resonated with that city. I don't know what it is, actually. <laughs> don't know what it is. But I... I just there's got to be something about the culture, right? I don't know, the people, yeah, the culture there is just like, it just feels like home to me. And uh, I think they, yeah, they take Sundays off. 
Sundays are their off day. Sundays Everywhere. are off. Yeah, and I'm like, hell yeah. That's like, that's what I do. A Sunday, I do not work. Even God rested on Sunday. <laughs> Even God. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like, it's just like, <laughs> I think it's just better with like less grind, more, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, in, I mean, we even get Sundays off more or less. Yeah, but, but in you, a sense, it's like, you're still working sometimes. Like you're still, there's still you coaching, especially like there's always classes on Sundays and when on holidays, I think we get less, less holidays off because people are like, oh, like I'm going to go to my parkour class now or fitness class because I don't have work today. So I'm going to go in. So it's, I, I don't know. I like the idea of like Sunday is my rest day. <laughs> I'm not doing anything. Do not bother me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah, you got to make time. You got to make space for all this, right? There's balance. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I don't know. I just, America's very uh, hustle bustle. And um, if you're not doing something productive, then you're wasting your life away. And it's like, you know, I want time time to just sit down and enjoy breathing for a minute. <laughs> I don't know. But do you, yeah, where I do definitely... you think that comes from? Do you think there's a reason for that? Like, why yes. are they trying to make us all convinced that we have to hustle? There's 100% a reason, and I don't know. <laughs> I, I know it, there I is. Trust knew. me. There's something in history. I just, it's escaping my mind right now, but I definitely like industrialism or something. <laughs> Industrialization. I feel like an idiot right I mean, now. But nah, me too. Don't worry. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> there's you're, definitely you're in a good reason. company with yeah. I'm the biggest idiot. You know? <laughs> That's why I'm having a podcast so I can learn from people smarter than me. But um yeah, it's uh I don't know. I wish I knew too. I think yeah. I had a thought like that. Oh man. I mean it, it's like what's got what gets us a little bit further every time. Oh, what was I going to say? I don't know. Just shit. I lost my train of thought. I totally lost it. <laughs> it but it's just, it's it's tough to even wrap your mind around that whole concept of like people, society is trying to give you the tools to like live your best life, basically. Mm -hmm. Like they're maybe well-intentioned. Like here's what's worked for me. And, and right. someone became really successful once right. by working their ass off. Obviously, that's how yeah. it gets done. That's how yeah. you become successful, right? So then... Uh, someone else is like, oh, I'm going to work my ass off and I'll be successful. And then it gets to this point where so many people are working their ass off that it's like they're not even working their ass off. Like the first guy did it. It's because he wanted to, mm. you know, or the first uh, girl or guy, saying. whoever did it. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like they had a dream. They worked towards it. And mm -hmm. people forgot that that's the more that's the prerequisite mm. is you have to like be working towards the dream and not just like the, the, the American dream of just like uh, some perceived amount of success and. And then they're 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 buying into that, and they're just like, I guess I'll just keep working, and then maybe my dream will maybe one day. my dream will like happen for me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. If I stay on this path, if I just keep working hard, yeah. No, no, I don't. Um, I see what you're saying, definitely, and I I don't agree with that mindset. You definitely have to if you want something, you have to go for it. You can't just follow someone else. I want to I want to shout out Endis. Endis, how do you pronounce it? I have no clue. Come on, you went to Germany. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't meet him. Well, <laughs> shit. Uh, yeah, excuse me. Can Endis, you tell us how you pronounce your name? Um, the Endis. I think Endis? it's Endis because like he Endis. does all those puns with Endis. The Endis oh, near. Right, right. <laughs> the Endis insight. All these so, things. Yeah, I hope that's it. <laughs> anyway, so he's done the whole like uh, he doesn't want to make money in a form that he doesn't support. So he's having people donate money so he can buy food or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like. 
like yeah go for it <laughs> good job like I'm glad you're sticking to your roots and what you believe in mm-hmm. but um that just what we've been talking about reminds me of him for sure and just like yeah just staying true to yourself yeah and he and again like he works his ass off like nobody trains probably or few people train as often as Endis does yeah that's you know true. like the thing is like if everyone tries to go oh well I mean they could and I'm kind of like a libertarian in some regards. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I'm trying to sound smart, but I'm not. <laughs> but like basically, I mean, I believe in in people being able to have more freedoms and liberties. So by all means, if you think that's your dream, go for it. You know, do the endist thing. Like, hey, everyone mm-hmm. like fund my training. And what it will happen though is Endis might get funding because he's, he's working his ass <laughs> off and he's endist yeah. and he's being creative. Like yeah. it's not enough to like, have a dream. Like, like we were just saying, he's working hard. He's being creative. He is who he is. He's be, he's one of the best in the world right now, clearly. And it shows. And that's why he's got all this momentum and attention in his direction. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's giving, you know, I, what I think it comes down to is like, you have to be like adding value, right? You have to be creating something that people can't get anywhere else. So Endis does shit that no one else can do. Mm-hmm. And, and obviously he does things that other people can do too. To, you know, to build his training but he's and like, bringing a new but he's bringing like a new style. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes what I see and it's totally fine. I think you have to go through these stages to like get to where Endis is at, especially mm-hmm. if you're smart and you want to like work your way up, you have to baby block it. Right. Yeah. But what I see sometimes is people won't recognize that like they have to aim towards developing their original style as well. Yeah. And they'll start doing Again, they're just copy pasting like Endis is whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, all right, maybe if I do exactly that, then I'll be successful. Mm-hmm. Or I could ask people for training, but it's mm. it's not going to work out. You have to provide something different. Endis is already doing that. And, uh, and also you have to provide something, you know, like if you're one and a half years into your training, and you're like, I want everyone to fund me. Maybe you have, maybe you got a really good bunch of friends. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. But uh, I hope so. it's going to be competitive because lots of people want to be in a position where they can be paid to train. And a lot of people that want to be professional that is, parkour athletes, quote unquote. A lot of what? A lot of people want to be professional parkour athletes. What does that even mean these I days? I don't know. Do I think know it's like you means? get paid to train, basically. Do yeah. you know who's like, getting paid to train these days? Dom. Dom. Di Tommaso. I feel like it's still a pretty small number of, of athletes. Yeah. Like, but if you're on a team, basically, you know, Tempest, if you're a Tempest athlete, you Tempest probably get people paid to train. paid a little bit. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> but it's not like a, it's not a living wage. They all have to have hustles outside of that. Yeah, definitely. They'll have know? to find work. But, but there, there's definitely a few athletes who are funded to travel and compete and train. And, and they're already living their dreams for, for some of them, for sure. Yeah, fuck you guys. <laughs> hey. Hey, I, I, no kidding, I'll love you. I say no fuck you. I say keep killing. Yeah, well done. Keep killing. I'm it. jealous, but well done. <laughs> yeah, I won't I won't lie. I'm also sometimes envious, but yeah. whatever. I'm also just like keep killing it. Keep man. killing. And I adopt a weird accent when I say keep killing what it. I don't know why. That's what I felt like when I wanted to say that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, definitely. <laughs> just keep keep grinding away, guys. <laughs> but yeah, it's you got to work hard if you want to get there and it, but you have to make sure it's what you want and it's not just you want it because someone else has it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I definitely, I overheard, dun dun, eavesdropping, someone asking Jason Paul recently, um, like, how, how'd you do it? Or something like that. And I just remember him saying like, well, you have to be passionate about it. Yeah. And if you're passionate about it and you're good at it, 
someone will come along and want to pay you for it. And I don't know if that's word for word, but I just, that's what I got from it. And I was like, yeah, he's, he's right. Like I know a lot of kids right now want to be pro parkour athletes. Um, and you just have to make sure that you want it because you want it, not because it looks fun. Cause a lot of times it's overly dramatized and that can be dangerous. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. And I've seen like, especially with, with this, you know, hold on a second. Yeah, we're good. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I freaked out. If I was like, Oh my God, your mic's not on the whole time, but it was, <laughs> was like, but like, especially oh, with man. the, uh, descents and stuff. Mm. Like uh, this is something that's been just, just like bumbling around in my mind. Yeah. And I don't want to be putting out negative energy, but like, it's inevitable that someone's going to get seriously injured or die just doing these it. things. <laughs> what? <laughs> Joe Skandrit. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Joe had that sketchy. <laughs> Joe had like, I mean, I don't actually remember exactly how he slipped or whatever, but Joe is amazing. Yeah. But like, Joe, and Joe's, Joe's, you know, like, I don't think it's going to be, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to make predictions because it just feels weird. But like, yeah. I think it's just, um, it's, like it's tough because it's that comp- comp- competitive nature. It's like that. Yeah. Who wants it more? And like, like you said, some people might be convincing themselves that they want it more than they even do. Yeah. And that's what's going to put them in this position where they're not even willing to put in the work. Yeah. And they want they want the cheat code. They want they want Jason Paul to tell them how to do be successful, or they want they want to skip over rungs to to get to like superstardom or to like whatever. Yeah. That's when you're gonna, you know, see somebody. That's that that is who I think is going to be the first serious injury or, or you know fatality potentially yeah. because. You know, Joe Scandra, I mean, we all have sketchy moments. I'm sure like <laughs> no, I love it informs his training. Like, we, I mean, I've had some fucked up bails and like yeah, everyone, I have yeah, an existential, well. <laughs> every time I fall like that, I have a huge existential crisis because I knew what I know what it means. Mm-hmm. It means that like if I did that at a certain height, I would have just died. Yeah, exactly. And I don't want to die. Mm-hmm. You know, like none of it. And that's like one of the things is people think we have death wishes or whatever. No, but yeah. obviously it's not like that. But um, but some of that some of that drive to to want to like cheat code and and skip the system i think does come from a place of of not like death wishing but just like being so like exhausted or exasperated or just you get riskier the more like you're cornered right so if you mm-hmm. feel like you're a cornered human being and you're like i just have no options i had to prove something i'm just going to go falls deep and you might not care like you start to lose your appreciation or value for your own life and that's what I'm saying is like you'll be willing to trade higher risk for higher reward. Potentially mm-hmm. you're like, all right, I'll do this. Do it for the views. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Definitely. I, I see but, descent as like a coming of age thing in parkour now. Mm. It's like, you're not, you're not legit until you've done a descent and it's been solid. Like really? that's, that's how I feel. That's it. a thing now. Well, that's how I see it. Oh, I don't know really? if that's how it actually is, but I mean, that's what it's come across. As, I feel like you're closer like, to it than I am these days. So yeah. <laughs> that could be, that could be the case. Maybe. Yeah. But I just see a lot of people. It's like, Oh, that's, that's what the top guys are doing. So you're not a top guy unless you've done one. Mm. And if you don't train it, then obviously like you're not, you're not one of the top guys. I don't know. It's yeah, just see, like, I fucking hate that. That's how it seems to me. And I don't know how it comes across to other people, but personally, that's my view of it. it they, are, they are really big these days, and it I seems think, like. Yeah, descents are an incredibly efficient move. And I think they're beneficial to learn and practice, but the rush into it, it's almost like when double sides were around. It's like, mm. everyone's doing double sides. Ah, like, who's going to be the first person to do this double side? And guess whatever? what? I don't know. You know who the first person was? No. Doesn't matter, but they were <laughs> the first person. So, like, just like we're saying with Endis, it's it's... It's already been done. The yeah. value's been created. 
you're not going to be able to just do double sides now. No one's, I mean, or do descents now. Descents or any trick, again, it's not offering value. You're not being the endist if you're not providing new con- new ideas, new innovation and stuff. Mm-hmm. So probably you'd be better served taking your energy in a different direction unless you truly love descents and that's your your, yeah, your, your jam. Yeah, if it's what you love, then obviously go do it. I just am yeah. a little worried about the um, stigma around it. Um, just like the whole, uh, you're the manliest man <laughs> or yeah. more skilled athlete, but yeah, I mean, it's tough because there is like a lot of sensitivity around that. Mm-hmm. Of course. But that is like a healthy balance of that is also kind of what drives, that is how you show that you want it more in some ways. Mm-hmm. That is like, maybe not by risking your life or whatever, but if you if you're willing to do more to give the community more like Pasha is a great example of this because he doesn't do like crazy sketchy stuff typically but he's reinventing himself constantly and he's yeah. pushing boundaries that's true. and like you know you could do the same thing in descents and push boundaries mm-hmm. there if that's what you your calling is but ultimately you have to push boundaries like you have to be giving something to the community for the community to want to respond by giving you something back like support yeah. like this guy is represents us he's or a girl like she's killing it mm-hmm. whoever it is they they are you're providing value and so you're rewarded for it yeah it's exactly where actually i want to take that to competition mm. and um that's one reason why i compete in all three categories at parkour comps mm. um because i want to continue to push the boundaries i actually would love to see a guy do all three but of course like it's harder because there's more of them and whatnot <laughs> but it's the amount of stamina and well, overall well-roundedness that you need to compete in all in skill, speed, and style is ridiculous. Have you? I, I don't mean to. I feel like this is dumb if I don't know this, and it's true. But have you? Have you won all three events? I have. Not, the, but not the same event, though, right? Apex International is the only one I won all three. Oh wow! Um, this last year? Yeah, this 2018. But um. So you're triple crowned. I am the first <laughs> triple crowned parkour athlete, yeah. as far as I know. <laughs> so 2017, I took first in uh, skill. In style and then second in speed. Mm. This year I triple crowned at Apex International and then I did first in speed and skill at NAPC and then second in style. And uh, so two time triple podium. <laughs> <laughs> Stoked. But like, I mean, it, there's such so many parallels. Like with Conor McGregor, I'm a, I'm fucking <laughs> so into Conor McGregor. Yeah, People you are. like. <laughs> He didn't like tell me to shut up about him, but like <laughs> that's one of the things he did. He saw this vision, and he became the first two-time or simultaneous two-weight champ. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the same thing. Like I think it's really cool. That's what you're doing. Is basically all I'm saying. Thank you. Yeah, you're one of the reasons I like respect Conor McGregor. Is the same reason I think you're cool right now because Thanks, you're like I want to push the boundaries. <laughs> I want to take things to the next level. Yeah, I want to show people what's possible. Especially when there's uh, in skill comps, I really am giving all my support in because. Last year was the first time they've ever had a female skill comp ever, mm. I think. Um, and I really wanted to support Renee and Tom in that. And I was like, yeah, you guys, like, I'm competing no matter what. Like, I ended up hurting my hand really bad um, in qualifiers. And I still competed and um, did well. But I was like, I want to compete in skill so bad because I want there to be enough women for you to have it again. And I, I see growth in it and I see potential and I want to support you and I want to keep competing because I believe competition can bring about growth in the community in a positive way. Big and time. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's certainly helped. Even yeah, even if journeys. I don't do well in a comp, I still want to be that another body 
just mm. another number is fine, even if I don't do well, because I want people and the community and outside of the community to see that there are female athletes who are here pushing the boundaries. And so that's where like I love Air Whip because Air Whip is like we have we're not taking the best of the best women. We're taking basically all of the women or whoever <laughs> whoever submits and is a solid athlete to us. We will accept you into it. And we have this like big number. I think so far I've I don't know the exact number, but I there's definitely more than ten women competing and that's huge. That's that's massive. What, what, compared to last year, last year they so last year was like the first time they had it, mm. and I don't know numbers. Numbers are hard. Yeah, me. But, um, I don't but still, it was like one of the biggest um, pools of women to compete at a parkour comp, and it was just like lovely to see. And I want to keep pushing that, and it's like not only good for us athletes, but it's also good like overall, I think, for the sport in general. But yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I mean. I like, I love it, but I applaud your sacrifice. I mean, cause it is a partial sacrifice. You don't have to compete. You're taking certain amounts of energy or damage even sometimes like you hurt your hand yeah. or whatever in competition. And so it's, it's not for nothing that you're willing to put yourself on the line, even if it's just to add value to, for prospective generations. And you know that basically by the time the set gaffolding is there for like, or, you know, whatever you might not even be competing anymore. Yeah, exactly. You know, when it gets big enough or whatever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, even that, like that brings me back to coaching as well. Like if it grows and we see a lot more money involved or a lot more like, uh, I don't know, just more athletes overall competing. I'd love to be a coach in that. Mm. And I'd love to guide the new generation of athletes into this in a positive way. So there's a that talk about oops, um, yeah. like fig and whatnot, but it's like if if it's gonna happen no matter what, you might as well be a positive force mm -hmm. and put your foot in the door. And I'm totally prepared and wanting to be that person. And it's just a matter of resources, really now. But yeah, what kind of resources do you need? Like politics. politics. Oh, those yeah, <laughs> those type of resources. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. But yeah, I, that's, so what? Yeah. So wait, sorry, just to like clarify, no you're down to compete in in one of these fig competitions. No. Should it come? No, okay, no, you're not. If you, if it comes, if about, it comes to be, yeah. then you're like, all right, well, yeah. if it's inevitable, I'm gonna try to do it the way that I think that it should be done. Yeah. So basically, I'm right now trying to support the parkour community comps. So NAPC, mm -hmm. Apex International, um, Air Whip. Anything that's community run, mm. I will compete in. If it's not community run, I won't compete in it. Even if they pay me a lot of money, I won't compete in it. Because once again, it's about the experience, not the paycheck. Mm. So and it's about growing what you want what you want to grow and yeah, not just surviving. So yeah. that's that's where I'm at. And if, let's say in the near future, these things don't work out and the corporate world takes over, then fine, so be it. I'll try to fight it as long as possible. But if it happens, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to try to be a force to reckon with and change from the inside like change <laughs> their ways from the inside yeah so but yeah right now it's just supporting the community dope yeah yeah and i think i think it's yeah i love it i think that's what you got to do you got to put your energy where you you believe it belongs yeah um i don't know what else to say from there here's <laughs> here i have some questions on this though okay. um and because like because the money thing is always like a huge thing right mm -hmm. like and we, i think we've beating it to death like we know we're both on the same page 
with, uh, you know, I don't want people to do things for the money, mm-hmm. but I do want more money to be available for people that are participating. Yeah. You know, like I do like, because this activity and, and competition has given me a lot. And like you said, it's given you a lot. I want people to be able to stay in it longer. Yeah, exactly. And I want be able to people to be compensated because you got a concussion in um, rugby, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not so sure that, I mean, I've gotten concussions in parkour too, to be exact. Oh, no Not proud of it. <laughs> huh? That's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, bars. Bars will do that oh, to you. Bar yeah, work. It's yeah. Not, it's, but also, you know, there's there's more research and stuff coming back. And again, like, I, I don't, uh, maybe it's because I'm getting old and I'm trying to, <laughs> I don't want to be like making excuses for, for why my knee hurts and stuff like this. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to be coming back stronger than ever. I really mm-hmm. do. But I do think that what we're doing to ourselves when we're doing this is, is not ever going to be sustainable in mm-hmm. competition. I don't think competition in as in sport is sustainable. And that's why I think people need to be compensated for it because you have to pay for the physical therapy. <laughs> yeah. Physical therapy. I mean, yeah, no, it's not that you'll be a fucking bag of bones by no, the time you get out. Yeah. I'm just saying you are making sacrifices. Like mm-hmm, they're real sacrifices. And like you said, right now you're doing it you know, for, for the good of the community and for a lot of other reasons, not for the paycheck, obviously. And it never will be about that, but I want them to get big paychecks anyways, Yeah. because I believe that's what they deserve. Exactly. Yeah. You've they're put, just as yeah. powerful and it's amazing and inspiring to me as any other athlete, you know, it's and almost, yeah, some of these athletes job. are getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Why, you know, why, why do we want to, why do we want to pull ourselves away from that when that's mm-hmm. when it can be good for everybody. Yeah, I do see what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. It is almost like a full-time job to prepare for a comp. Yeah. It's year-round training, of course. Like there's weightlifting programs now and um yeah, all that stuff like PT, you have to pay for recovery stuff, like anything. There's always going to be money involved. It's just what type of money you have. Yeah. And where it comes from. But yeah, I definitely agree that it'd be nice to have more investment um and get to allow athletes to get that paycheck for the hard work they've put in to bring this competition and entertainment um to audiences are you not entertained (laughs) that's what i screamed at the top of the ninja warrior course like the second year that i did it (laughs) are you not such a class this is a dumb thing to say but i felt really cool saying it (laughs) because i crushed the course baby yes Good job. Um, <laughs> you did crush it. Fuck Ninja Warrior, though. <laughs> fuck you guys. Just kidding, you guys. You're kind of our brothers. Kind of half siblings. <laughs> we just, yeah, we're like half. Yeah, you're like our stepbrother. Stepbrother. You're like our stepbrother. Like, like our mom. Love hate relationship. Yeah, it's just kind of like you kind of bully us because you're 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 on TV and stuff, and people like think that we're like you, but we were there first, you know. Like we're, I don't know, maybe we weren't. Yeah, no, we definitely were. Definitely were. Yeah. yeah. Older sibling, but the younger sibling got all the glory. Yeah. Whatever. I don't care. I'm not actually resentful about it, but it's just funny because I hate, I want, I, that's, you know, I want parkour to just, when people are doing Ninja Warrior, instead of people screaming at us like, parkour. oh, Ninja Warrior, mm. I want people screaming parkour at those people doing the Ninja Warrior course. Yeah. Actually, I don't want people screaming parkour. That's fucking annoying. Yeah, it's the hardcore parkour thing. Oh, my God. Don't yeah, even say please it. Please don't. <laughs> stop. Don't stop even now. say it right now. <laughs> While you're ahead. Um, anything uh, Anything big happening in 
in in your world right now that's are you having any injuries right now? Are you feeling healthy? Uh, I have tendonitis actually in my wrist. Shit. I know I'm too badass that my body can't take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, unfortunately climbing's been, um, training in general has been on the down low since NAPC and cause my wrist just can't take it right now. And I'm in recovery and I'm back to training, but yeah, that's my current injury and it's unfortunate, but um, it's got just important to take care of your body and ice, stretch, heat, something, whatever works, works. Wim Hof. Wim Hof. Meditate. <laughs> go have fun. Go, Sometimes go drink you need to go, Yeah, go get, yeah, whose birthday is it tonight? It's Cassie's birthday. Cassie. Yes. Cassie turning 23. Woo-hoo. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> How many times is that going to happen tonight? I feel like 23 is like. Hello. Like that's the kind of night where you have, I mean, I don't want to call your friends woo girls. Maybe they aren't. They're not. No, we're definitely like calm mountain girls. Oh, calm mountain girls. Nice. (laughs) Much We'd rather go hiking than go drinking, but we're going drinking. Uh, It's going to be hard cider. Hard cider. (laughs) Hey, gluten free. There we go. Staying off the grains. Oh my God. Even when like. Not like that. Yeah. (laughs) I am like that. I am like that. I have to be at my age. You got to take every precaution. I've had a lot of. Dairy-free, sugar-free. Oh, my God. I mean, what becomes more important to you? Again, like, it's like, what are your values? It's the same story. Taste-free. I'd rather (laughs) taste-free. Taste-free. I mean, I never really drank for the taste, taste, let's be honest. Oh, my gosh. But, but yeah, I mean, I struggled with with certain things like, you know, partying and stuff when I was growing up. And that's one of the things that got me out of that, that cycle was having parkour to to focus my energy into and having a reason to like not be hung over, you know? So again, yeah. Yeah. Good. Saved my life. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Saved my, I would have been all right, <laughs> but I love you. Parker. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, um, I don't know. It's going to be fun. I'm sure. What else, what else do you do besides get hammered for Cassie's birthday? And, uh, <laughs> And, coach and train and p- yeah. coach parkour. I sleep and eat. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, sometimes I paint a little bit, a little hey, bit of art. Yeah. I just started getting into painting. Nice, oh, that's awesome. I painted that. Do you Sick. see that? What yeah, do you think? Yeah. What, Give me your honest opinion. What medium is that? That's uh, acrylic, oil on oil. acrylic on canvas. Acrylic, nice. Yeah, I'm acrylic as well. That's really nice. I like your color scheme. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Really. It's my first painting. I'm pretty nice. proud of it, no, actually. That's really good for a per- first painting. Pretty sick. Yeah. Pretty sick. Well done. Well done. Yep. Yeah. I feel like everyone can like sing or play instruments. I paint instead. I'm just mm. like, yeah. Yeah, it's just another way to be creative. Yeah. What I found was fascinating is like, I didn't know what I was going to paint that. You know what I mean? Just, I just like, started doing stuff. And then like, it's just, you just start putting more and more energy into it. And then all of a sudden it becomes like this thing. And you're like, holy shit. And then all of a sudden you feel like you know where you're supposed to put the little things yeah no you don't yeah exactly. i've never painted before like i have nice. zero expertise but i'm like yeah go here nice a little bit there that's really good and then you come out and you're like huh <laughs> like what does that mean it worked what did i and then, and then you have to put meaning into it mm-hmm. no the whole process is the meaning that you put into it that's true but yeah. i figured out for me this is what i think it represents and let me tell you let me, let me know if you think that you agree okay okay so the red on this side. You guys yeah. I'll have to like, you're just not going to be able to see that. No, Actually, I could get up and bring it over here real quick. Hold on. <laughs> got it. Got to get that views. Oh, shit. This is going to be the first time. 
Alright, so this is a. Uh, now people can see it. Alright, so you guys are gonna get a, a, a true history of my first painting here. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, <laughs> god damn it, I just knocked this thing off and now it's. Fuck. Every time, this thing. Oh, it's so annoying. Okay, here we go. So here's here's where I'm at, I think. This is this is the fire. Fire okay. side, right? All right. And like I'm entering more of a water phase in my life. Yeah, okay. And uh that's basically what it is. <laughs> fire and water. Yeah, that's what I feel like it's about for me. I'm like in this middle zone still where I'm yeah. like I'm what I'm what I told my friend the other day is I've foam. I've got <laughs> Well, foam, but also steam, fire and steam. water, steam, baby. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm about to, I'm a steam engine right now. All right. And we All haven't right. left the, tra we're barely leaving the tracks. We're just cooking up embers, <laughs> just getting things piping hot. And steam engines, they take a little bit while to go. You know, they, 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 they don't have momentum until they do. And then you <laughs> fucking can't stop one. Oh all my right. God. <laughs> so that's what I'm feeling about this. This is my steam I mean, it kind of just looks Fire like a water. beach or something. Yeah, I was going to say, it looks like an abstract painting of like a beach. Yeah, I thought of it, I thought of it as like a volcanic sand. island from like space or sand something. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's nice. It's still like aesthetically pleasing. I mean, you know, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked on it. Yeah, I think, it like, should be. No, it's a good painting for your first painting. Hey, thanks. Yeah, you don't no. have to keep going over. I feel like this is silly now, but it is like a... It's just cool that that comes out of you and you mm -hmm. can get like perspective on your own life by doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Did you, yeah. did you feel like you got something on the last painting you did? Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually painted one of Lynn Young's pictures. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. She took a photo of Antelope Canyon and I saw the photo and I was like, I want to paint that. And I did. And it turned out really well. And it was just really nice because it was the way the photo, um, was whatever word. Oh my God. But, um, it just the so the strokes that you put into it is just like um you have to kind of experiment with that especially because it's smooth stone that you're painting mm -hmm. and the color scheme and everything was just like relaxing and after i painted that it was just like it was nice to be done but also the process in painting a picture is just frustrating because you want it to look like the picture as much as possible uh, and you have this yeah. idea in your head and it's just a battle <laughs> if you're not an experienced painter, I feel like it's just a battle to get it right. And oh man, I I think I got it right. You actually have to know things about light and structure and like. Yeah, exactly. For me, I just like copy what I see, <laughs> but also like you can't copy it exactly because it's not the same thing. So you have to add your own twist into it and just like, hey, well, that's supposed to be dark there, but I'm just gonna make it light because it just looks better that way. <laughs> I don't know, and it turned out really well. Did so. you watch Bob Ross growing up? I did. <laughs> would right. you believe that I did when you I did? at the grand at my grandparents' house? Yeah, fuck yeah! I would be in the basement streaming uh, through the TV, and I just would be Bob Ross. And I watch Bob Ross for hours. I hate to keep getting hours. up, but we just got more more shit. We got to show the viewers because <laughs> I'm trying to get people to watch the YouTube. So we're gonna what? do some more visual stuff real quick. Hold on. Oh my god! <laughs> Look at this guy. It's Bob Ross. We have Bob Ross special guest. Bob Ross. <sighs> We got Bob Ross in the house now. We, All right. the we house. got a little Bob Ross figurine. He's just talking about how we have happy accidents and no mistakes. Happy accidents. You know? Yep. Like right this. Happy accidents. Happy accidents. Yeah. There it's, we go. <laughs> that's the beauty of life. Creative outputs. You're, you're great. They say your life should be a masterpiece. Oh, it is. It's yeah. a messy one. Yeah. It's a masterpiece. 
Yeah, right? It's like, that's what's happening when you're going through a tough time, probably. Yeah, yeah. You just like, oh shit, you spill paint. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I spilled oh water God, everywhere. Oh my God, this haggard stroke. <laughs> Looks like dog shit, just like, or somebody threw up on your, your painting. Oh, 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 and God. then, uh, uh, and then if you, if you just accept it first, you got to accept and then it. you kind of yeah. try to like move it around and then add some more colors and stuff before you know it, it's Good. made the painting better. Just like, just like training, right? No. Just like training. I mean, I don't know. Happy accidents, except when you fall and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. What, uh... Yeah. Yeah. If you, yeah, if you light your thing on fire or something, I mean, if it, if it completely gets destroyed, then, uh, it gets, it's kind of over. Yeah, sorry for your loss. Ah oh, man, <laughs> that was dark. That was dark. Quick. Damn. Oops, sorry. Jeez, I'm gonna turn Bob Ross. Bob Ross. Bob Ross can't even handle oh, that. Oh, sorry, Bob Ross. Shit. I'm sorry. I found your happy I don't like tree. The way he's looking at me. He's he's like looking a little doe-eyed. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Um. Uh, let's see here. I think like we've we've gone for a pretty good section here, but um. I don't, I don't know what else I was going to ask you. You're going to air whip. I'm going to do, I think a uh, companion with Dante where we do a podcast as we watch. Oh yeah. And that'd uh, be sick. So yeah. Okay. Hopefully. I mean, I think Dante still wants to do it. So, okay, cool. That'd be really funny. Um, we'll as long as you guys are nice. Don't be mean. Please. Oh, we have to be a little mean. Oh, but it's so embarrassing when the announcers make really rude comments. Well, we're not and announcers. Like, oh, you guys don't understand. What kind of rude comments? Oh, like, like, oh, oh, I wouldn't do that. She made a poor choice, poor choice. Like, oh, shut up. Poor choice, yeah. poor choice. Yeah. Like, so you, excuse but, me. You had no idea what I was going through. That's <laughs> true. Best choice that's true, I but made. they have, you have no idea what they're going through. Yeah, that's true. They okay. have to say shit and like you can't you take can it personally. You can say shit and be nice. You can talk and be nice. I'm going to call out But Charlie here's the thing. Is a, is a commentator that's always nice? Is that a good commentary? No, no, no. You don't get, you know, it's the difference between insulting and being constructive criticism. Can you give me the difference? Okay. Difference between, um, okay, I have to think now. <laughs> difference between, um, oh, I would never do that in a comp. That was terrible versus interesting choice she took there. Um, definitely not what I would expect. Mm. Wording. It's all the wording. It's all in the wording. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, you probably don't, well, there's different kinds of answer. commentary, right? <laughs> There's, yeah, you should be an announcer. You should be, you should, you should, you should definitely should now. start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and maybe you can join us for the next companion. But uh, I think it's tough because someone should be giving an opinion, right? Mm -hmm. And an opinion might not be always flattering or favorable. Mm -hmm. I think the wording is, is careful. Uh, wording it carefully is important, like you're saying. Um, I don't think they should insult the athletes for no, sure. Yeah. Has someone said that like about your run? Yeah. She, this she, is a no one should do that. Right now. No one should do it. Who said that? Dom. Oh, well, Dom. you can't take. Dom. See, you can't take what Dom is saying too seriously no, though, okay, or personally. I'm, I'm not saying he's a bad person or a terrible announcer. I'm saying he could have chosen different word choice mm. and still gotten his point across. But we're also in this stage where I think being teasing and being maybe a little immature is appropriate for the live stream. <laughs> but I don't, I mean, I'd love to see it like get to the stage where it's like really professional and we're like on ESPN and we're just talking about things, yeah. what we're seeing. It's very analytical. Like League of Legends. <laughs> I don't know League of Legends. Yeah. My brother's a sportcaster for League of Legends. Is he really? Yeah, he is. Is and it super professional? It's super professional. They don't talk shit at all. He is so good. Like he, I've never heard him talk so fast. 
Really? Yeah. And the way they talk about it is just, it's so professionally done. It's just well done. And I, we want him to do um, casting for parkour comps as well because mm. he he's skilled in it. He's been trained and everything. Like he went to school for it. Oh, really? And yeah, it's just like League of Legends' competitions, I think, are still pretty new, at least to me. Um, and the fact that they're, everything's just, it seems like it's thought out and well done. And I think bringing that to, I'm not saying parkour is not, but I think there's growth. And I, I for sure, I and think that I don't want to shit on Dom either, but yeah. like to be honest, a lot of some of the it's things that Dom was saying, Dom, Dom was taking that shotgun at volume approach. <laughs> He's like, let me just say many things, and like some, most of them will be good. We'll have a few maybe iffy comments. Yeah, but I, I thought think, he actually brought. I think he he brought a lot to the live stream, despite him being maybe a little too reckless yeah, for yeah. professional broadcasting. <laughs> but like the best. I try to be professional. I don't know if you like my commentary or not, but either. No, I think your commentary is. Pro- I can see you're trying at least. I'm trying. Yeah. yeah I'm at least trying, right? Yeah, but um, but, I think the best I've seen has been Charlie and Giles. Oh yeah. They they were yeah, a great they, pair. Their dynamic was fantastic, um, and I think that they're what they never stopped really talking. And then the only things I think that could have been improved was like knowing the athletes better and knowing. Um, like their, their stories, and their stories a little bit better. Um, and like facts, getting facts right. But yeah. they otherwise like overall commentary was probably the best I've seen in a comp. But I'm talking about like compared to NAPC in the past years, Apex International, and Airwhip in the past. Yeah. Those are the three I really pay attention to. So those are the ones that I'm like, okay, the the duo that have, who does Airwhips? Frosty did oh, Airwhip, yeah. okay. and then Lynn I think was with him last year, and they did a good job. But like. I think Charlie and Giles. Your favorite better. was Charlie and Giles. Yeah. I mean, they got the English swagger. Of you course, know? yeah, they got, they got the they, accent. I mean, they got, everything they say sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I just, I wish I was. I mean, everything. Oh, it doesn't even matter what I say. I could just like, oh, I could just make little signs <laughs> in my mouth, and it doesn't matter. Sounds cool to us. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if the English people feel the same way. But uh, yeah. No, <laughs> I agree. Like it, they, they did a really good job, and especially like for it both being their first time. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. incredible. Um, you know. I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully I can get back in there, but yeah, the, you know, maybe I should bow out, you know, so you can have your favorite commentary. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I'll do it for you. Just, no, no, no. Stay I'm in just it. teasing. I yeah. like, I, I really enjoy it too. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a tough job, I think, but I think you should not take it personally at the same time. No, I, I think that I, comes with I, I being an athlete. Sure. You can't like take any of those things to heart. Cause they're just trying to do their job too. Yeah. They're you know, to do a good job. Dom is trying to be, <laughs> he's trying a good commentator good even effort. if he said something that you didn't like no yeah i'm sure good. he meant it's well. funny more than anything but it's just like oh, really like uh, <laughs> oh, really? how could you damn it <laughs> yeah well yeah. yeah i don't know it's tough i definitely think it that would be where we all want to see it go is like more professional and just way more analytical yeah and more money more money <laughs> more money we want them big sponsors but the good ones i want the good ones uh you know like here's the thing three. what do you think about this because i have had mixed feelings on it since always <laughs> um i want us to be better and i want like just like we want uh to shift away from materialism to mm. you know doing things experientially and and doing things for the right reasons mm-hmm. There's like the, I mean, I guess it's just always kind of a catch 22. It's like, what do you, do you, can you name a sport that's on the tier that you want to see parkour at that doesn't take iffy sponsors? I definitely don't pay attention to sports that much to really have a comment, I think. Uh, I don't pay attention to them probably enough to be smart about this, but Mm. I would say that any sport that I watch 
they would have sponsors that parkour people would have a problem with. Probably, yeah. What do you do? You have an example? Beer being one of them. Okay. Um, like energy drinks. Okay. I mean, just like yeah. and big, big things that don't really have fuck all to do with it, like phone service, and I mean, it's just. We'll see. Maybe we restructure as things go along and civilization just changes. I see so phone that service. We have. Though. I mean, whatever. Not, I mean. Okay. Sure, sure. Phone service has to do with almost everything, right? Who yeah. doesn't need a phone? But <laughs> it's just um, the the idea that I want to make the world better, but also we have to work with, you know, it's the fig thing all over again. It's like, yeah. all right, well, if you're going to do it anyways, do you want to limit? Uh, 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 yeah. It's always tough. I just see, you know, my favorite sports, there's beer commercials. I almost think it's easier to... Um, to make consumers more responsible than to make um, the athletes responsible for like the messages that are in like broadcasting and stuff. It's like, all right, you don't, we, 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 yeah. would, we would take issue with Budweiser being a sponsor probably with a parkour athlete, right? Yeah. It's just bad beer in general though. <laughs> I, yeah, but. It's not just fine. It's beer. It's bad beer. It's bad beer. It's bad, bad beer. beer. I mean, but if someone thinks that they, if someone doesn't think they're a bad beer, is it really, like, I don't know, like, I feel like we'd all jump down his back, but do we all like not believe in beer? Like you're going drinking tonight. Like <laughs> I've drank. But it's hard cider. You know what I mean? Like why? It's just, it feels weird that we sometimes pretend to be better than we are. Like, I think this problem of we're trying to jump down people's throats sometimes too much where it's like, mm -hmm. you can't have a beer sponsor. Why not? I don't if, think if like an personally... athlete with a beer sponsor is it's kind of it's definitely an iffy domain, right? That's where it's like people try to push their personal values onto others and people don't have the same personal values and that's where the, I think the conflict comes from and it's like if that person truly likes that beer and they support that beer company, <laughs> so be it. Let them be. If you don't, then don't get sponsored by them. It's not your problem. If however, that person with that beer company is creating a poor image for the sport like this is where That's I think like different. the meat is. So if they want to support a company they truly do support, cool. If they're making a bad image for the sport overall, that's not as cool because that makes everyone look bad. That's, that's yeah, that's really, that's where I'm most curious about. Is okay. like what I actually don't know sometimes. I don't yeah. know that that's a true statement for me okay. where I'm like, I don't know that any one athlete should feel or should be held responsible for the uh, the perceptions of an entire sport or an entire activity or anything, even though invariably they are because that's what they represent, right? Mm -hmm. So we all want to be better, but we should all be smart enough to realize that one person's actions do not dictate like the whole as well. But also that's the whole point of influencers, isn't it? Is yeah. to create an image, to promote a way of living. Um that they like to do to their followers. And so the followers will be influenced by that to f continue that style. But that's just it. If you're a follower and you get influenced that way, don't be a sheep. then maybe that's your problem. That's all I'm saying. And maybe we need to like stop looking out for the followers so much and start empowering the leaders more. Does that make sense? I, and just yes. like, it's like, we're like, all right, people are too dumb. Like, so you can't have these sponsors. It's like, all right, well, Maybe fuck dumb people 
get whatever sponsors you think that you deserve and want and like want to have and maybe let the chips fall where they may. I guess like that's constantly the game we're playing. Yeah. And you know, you'll have the Budweiser sponsor, but then maybe the followers of another person will jump down your back and you'll lose a lot of brand clout or whatever because oh yeah because if there's someone who i don't agree with then i'm obviously not going to follow them exactly but if they have a bigger following than i well, do and a lot of people that might follow you might also just decide based on your judgment to unfollow that same person maybe yeah yeah i know it's just like it's just really about in this like day and age it's about being what you want to be i think and a lot of times people get lost in that mm-hmm. and they go out and they just want to it's survival and they just kind of accept anything that comes at them when it comes to sponsorships and then some people really want to focus on a specific image they want to create and i think that's where conflict is maybe yeah um and and not everyone knows everyone's story as well people assume and you you're an ass if you assume so it's just it's just a lack of communication in a world where communication is everywhere so I don't know. It's it's very, very sensitive, very uh, difficult, I think, to really yeah. put like a label on things. Yeah. I don't either. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, I, I actually like I'm playing. I'm trying to steal man this other argument a little bit because okay. I actually agree with you for the most part. Like I wouldn't take sponsors that I don't believe in 100 mm-hmm. percent. I mean, I think it's all about that authenticity. Yeah. Um, but I also try to be very careful, I guess, is really what I'm trying to say here is I'm trying to be very careful that I'm not being a follower by jumping down. Like if I if I don't really care about beer companies, then I'm not going to have fake outrage about people that take those sponsors. Yeah. Or I'm not going to have fake outrage about any person's sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think people are generally smarter than they're actually probably dumber than I give them credit for, but like on average, but not really only, only because we average them, you know, only as a group do we all like seem to behave so poorly, mm. but individuals all seem to, to be almost always better than, than, uh, than most people like give the average person credit for. Okay. You That's know what I mean? Saying. So like, yeah. it's just, it's tough for me to, to want to shame or shun somebody. Cause again, I, I don't know their story. Like you're saying, I don't know why they're taking that sponsor mm-hmm. and unless I truly have a problem with it, which for me generally I don't have a problem with, with most of these things. Mm-hmm. That's why, why I, I think it's like there's bigger fish to fry. Um, yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. Like, it's tough. I want us to maintain, I want us to like work towards having more power over those sponsors. So you're, and, you're saying that you want to keep the people we have now, like keep everyone together. And that's why you're saying, so I'm going back to where you're like, don't care about the, don't worry too much about the followers, worry about the leader. And you're saying, you are you saying that you <laughs> want all of us to stick together rather than dividing each other because they, we don't agree with one decision they made? Um, I don't know if that's what I was saying, but okay. I like that. That's sorry, that's, that came up to <laughs> I my, like that. Okay. No, no, I, I think that that maybe is what I'm saying. Like, because we're, we're I'm, small I'm, I'm, Actually, I'm not really saying that. I'm thinking more along the lines of we should all stick together because we are always in it together. Yeah. Always. We're, we should always stick together. Not just us as parkour people, but just humanity. We should all just do a better job of realizing that we're always together. Mm-hmm. So you might as well act in a way that is true to you. Yeah. You know, and try to like 
and try to almost understand. more like stop like we're all in it together so therefore none of these divisions that we're drawing should matter except the one you draw between like what you think is right and what you think is wrong mm-hmm. and uh i would rather you do something based on that than be based on your affiliation or identity as a parkour group member or any other member of some group so like okay. try to find out if you really feel strongly about it because you're doing more damage. You're, you're part of the problem in a way if you're just, I'm parkour, so I believe this. Are you? Yeah, okay. Are you like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like do do the harder work because I think once you start searching down in, into whatever your identity actually is or who you think you are or how you are, I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you, The deeper you dig, the more you might find that some things that you felt like made you who you are or made you a part of parkour community aren't necessarily the same things yeah. that you actually truly believe. Mm-hmm. And I think we all make compromises. We all have to sacrifice yeah, of parts of our identity to be a part of something bigger. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, nothing's black and white. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, the whole like binary point of view is just, it's difficult and people forget that sometimes that if you want to make it black and white you're just going to cause more problems and if you can accept the gray area it'll be a lot easier i think to maintain just like neutrality and contentment with each other is that do you get what i'm saying i get what you're saying okay yeah i like (laughs) it yeah we all got to live in the gray more i think like you said we're in this era of communication right Mm -hmm. and so like joe rogan was talking to nikki glazier as a comedian Mm-hmm. the other day on the podcast and he kind of really put this together in a really concise way where he's just like we're all just figuring this out mm-hmm. we've never been able to communicate on this scale before yeah and we're all gonna say some dumb shit like dom you know <laughs> we're not, sorry for picking on dom here but it's like we're all just we've never all had so much voice before or an opportunity to get our voices out there and so the fact that we all exp- like it's just not fair that we're all like pretending like any one of us should get it right <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course we're going to make mistakes. Yeah, of course, always. like nobody is God or whatever. God, Joe's <laughs> no like, I'm not perfect. an oracle. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah. I'm going to get it wrong sometimes. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Just like you said, let let the grayness, Accept the grayness. seep through a little yeah, bit more often. Yeah. And It's okay to be contradictory on yourself as well. Like if you make a decision, then realize, oh crap, no. And then you go ahead and you do something else. It's okay. Mm-hmm. That is okay. You're human. <laughs> yeah. And you don't have, like, that's why, like, people are like, oh my God, like, she just contradicted what she said earlier and whatever. I'm like, yeah, but she changed her mind. Like, whatever <laughs> process went through, it obviously, like, altered. And the you just have to, yeah, accept reality and accept one step at a time. And if you make expectations, you have to understand that that's different from your reality. Mm. And so, yeah, of course, that's where you just got to kind of just support each other and, their own journey because you don't know what someone's going through and you don't know what's going on in their head always. So yeah, just accept the greenness. <laughs> True that. <laughs> um, I think that's a good place to end. I think uh, that was a cool thought unless you have another one. Nope. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Sorry. I was maybe I'm keeping you hostage. No, it's like, Bob no, Ross. no, you're all good. You're, you're great. All right. All right. Fantastic. All right. Um, <laughs> thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you. We're all going to root for you. We're wishing you good luck at Air Whip, Thanks. of course. Yay. <laughs> and uh, and you can follow Renee. All of her links and stuff will be in the description. What what is it? Is it just at Renee Dambly? Yeah, it's just my name, Renee Dambly. Actually, it's pronounced it? Dombly. Dombly. Oh Dombly. fuck me! I didn't even know that. Yeah, I know. It's okay. Everyone says Dambly, but it's Renee Dombly. <laughs> I'm gonna go by Dombly. Dombly. <laughs> <laughs>
make it a uh, how is it spelled? D R oh Renee. Yeah, Renee, I think it's a hard play. R E N A A E and then D A M B L Y. B L Y. Yeah, I can't Renee spell. Domblay. Renee Domblay. <laughs> All right. See, I think that's why it's easier to remember it. Renee Domblay. Yeah, if you're right. Except yeah. then you might throw an extra A in there. But yeah. <laughs> follow Renee. Root for an air whip. Uh, we can't thank you for coming on enough. Like, it was really cool talking to you. Thank um, you, yeah. And always, of course, the door is open. Come back on. Maybe you can tell us about how that competition went. Yeah. And your travels yeah. to Europe. Hopefully. Yeah. Woo, one month in Europe. Can't wait. So right. Super stoked. All right. <laughs> we'll see you guys later. Peace. Bye, guys. <laughs>